I'm losing it. Yes, welcome to I'm Losing It. I am your host, Brian Kroc, and I am not alone today. Not only do I have an incredible interview that is about to happen, uh, I also dragged my wife along too. Hello. So as you all know, that's Jessica. Uh, she and I are a, a married couple. We live in St. Louis. We've uh, you know lost a bunch of weight doing uh, the whole food plant-based diet, uh, over 300 pounds as of right now, right? Somewhere over yeah, there. Somewhere around. Yeah, 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 over there. Uh, and we have, uh, we've just been cruising along for the last couple of years, doing our thing, losing weight, making videos on YouTube, and, uh, and enjoying uh, just the fun time that we have doing the Crocs in the Kitchen thing. But this isn't Crocs in the Kitchen. This is I'm Losing It. This is my podcast. Yeah, that's true. But I took over a little bit. Not really. I just found the guest for today. That is true. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, one, I wouldn't have thought to invite our guest on. So that's all. Well, that's a, that's all on you. Well, that sounds like a yeah. really good introduction. Right. I know, right? right like, we'll just, oh, I don't know why we got this me, guy on. Let me circle cheer. this back around. Okay. <laughs> I, why do we got this my, dirty looking dude? I, I would have gotten around to it eventually, but she took the initiative and actually reached out to the guest that we have on today, which is Chef Chris Bertke. Thank you very much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, uh, Chris, I found out about you actually before she did. I found out about you because of something that that was shared on social media a while ago. Oh, this could be bad. No, 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 no. This is this is really good. Okay, so so what happened was change. I saw a picture pop up, and on the picture, this caption said, "Jack in the Box tacos." Oh yeah, vegan. And I was like, "Dude, yeah." Jack in the Box tacos are like one of my like favorite fast food oh, things incredible. of all time. Yeah. And so when I saw this picture pop up, I was <laughs> like, I want to go there. I want to do, I want to get this. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we do a whole food plant base, no oil, yeah. no salt, you know, that kind of stuff. And so that would be a very rare uh, instance for us to actually yeah. go out and get there. Yeah. I still have yet to get them. I actually have some really good news for you about that. You remember how when I came in, I mentioned the whole thing with Karen and Natasha. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. So we're doing those. So that's nice. part of the secret. So, <laughs> it's part of the secret. I'm going to be doing those, um, but I'm going to do them, the, you know, the way that I do them. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do the way that Karen would do them. So, gotcha. So for you, go, yeah. you guys out there who don't know, so Karen Dugan is... STL veg girl as she goes by we've actually done a couple of cooking classes with her um, but she is in the St. Louis area just like all of us are and uh, she does the whole food plant-based thing yeah. so we super healthy yes she's 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 super healthy and so Not yeah like the exact opposite yes that, that's why we brought <laughs> you on today right perfect <laughs> perfect it's a perfect match but we I actually saw you you did a, a little uh, show, you did a little cooking class with Karen didn't you <laughs> are, are you you talking the, the recent one yes yeah and you yeah. i saw the pre-show and she made you cook without oil and that was interesting and it was bizarre because because i was making gravy yeah and with me you know gravy you need butter you know to get your roux going you need butter and uh i don't quite <clears throat> remember what we used i think it might have been like veggie stock or something. I already had a couple of drinks by that point. Yeah. And uh, I think it was veggie stock. Yeah, there was, was a just... lot of veggie stock. There was a lot of whisking. It was a just lot of so much whisking. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you need to do that with gravy. But I think even more so because I didn't, you know, it, it was out of my wheelhouse. I, you know, normally I'm like butter, flour, you know, like how your grandma or whoever would do it. And obviously vegan butter. Um, but yeah, it was weird. So that's what we're doing. We're taking you out of your wheelhouse today. <laughs> Everybody seems to be doing that to me lately. So it's a good thing, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's, what's going on a little bit right now. Let's go back into the past, okay. back in time sure. and, and, and tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, you know, that, that kind of like, what sort of got you to the point where you actually, uh, decided to, uh, become vegan actually. So all I, all I can really remember when I was in second grade, so I grew up Catholic, you know, grade school, high school. 
I was in second grade. I was sitting at the cafeteria. You remember those, some people might be too young. You remember those really, really kick-ass cheese pizzas? They were like rectangle. Yes. Oh, remember yeah. those? My mom used to make those actually yeah. at our school. So yeah. So good. So I was sitting there eating that second grade and I had a chocolate milk. Drinking the milk, eating my pizza. It didn't really hit me with the, uh, with the cheese pizza. But I was drinking the milk and I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, why am I drinking milk? I found milk to be really weird. So second grade, I quit drinking milk. Mm. Absolutely no reason in my mind. I just quit drinking it. And, uh, you know, kept eating meat through grade school. <clears throat> Always had to be well done or burnt because I didn't like the idea of the, the fat and the, the gristle and the veins and all that crap, you know, that you chew on when you eat meat. So... And my parents, they were meat eaters. Nothing like, you know, it wasn't like we were eating a steak every day. We were eating like normal people back then. And uh, high school, all I remember is I was dating somebody in Peoria, Illinois, I believe. Ah, and, good uh, old Peoria. I know, right? I have a, I have a really, I'm going to say a f***ed up story about Peoria that I can tell you that's really bizarre. <laughs> but that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> Big Daddy Navajo. That's just, if you ever heard of him, that's crazy. Um, no, I was, I was in Peoria, drove up there, dating some girl, and I think she was vegetarian. I don't remember. The last thing I ate, it was a, a double cheeseburger with bacon from mm. McDonald's. And at that point, I was just like, done, quit eating. Um, and I think the reason, you know, I love the flavor. Flavor was great. Um, it, was, it was the whole animal thing. It, it was... I realized I don't need to do this. And that's, it was just kind of common sense. You know, I watched a lot of videos back then from PETA. I'm not really a big fan of PETA right now. But, you know, Animal Liberation Front, uh, watched a lot of their, like, rescues and things like that. And it just all kind of, like, went together. Made sense. Nice. And so uh, that happened, how long ago? That would have been... That was... Jeez. Age myself a little bit, 26, 27 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a long you know, time. It is a, quite a while. So. so, you know, I was I was vegetarian for a little bit like most people. I didn't do the potato diet that you guys did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, the, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Th and, and honestly, like for us, that really was the exact turning point too. Like yeah. that was the, that was the day that we, we switched to a plant-based diet after right. that. And, and meat was, was no longer like, a a, a part of our lives as yeah. far as like, you know, a regular thing was concerned. And so, yeah, like for us, it was, it was pretty straightforward. And before that, I never really cared for vegetables whatsoever. And then oh, afterwards wow. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> Once you've eaten two weeks of plain potatoes, everything tastes good after that. Everything's great from there. Exactly. Yeah, I think I was I was your typical vegetarian for a little bit. There's a buddy of mine, uh, I won't bring up any names, but he was vegetarian back then too. And being vegetarian back way back in the day was big in the punk rock scene, you know, because punk rock and vegetarianism, vegan, yeah, kind of go hand in hand. Um, but yeah, my diet was like pizza and grilled cheese. Like nice. That was, that, I didn't do the potato route. It was pizza. Well, and French fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Weirdly enough, you're actually not the first person that I've heard that from as far as like being in the punk scene and yeah. then then switching over to uh, to vegan. Uh, one of my my other YouTube uh, people that I follow is uh, Happy Healthy Vegan. Okay. And uh, they're both musicians and all yeah. that. And I was talking to Angie, the girl on the show, and she literally was like, uh, she shared a song with me. And it was a punk song about about not eating meat and, yeah. and like that kind of stuff. And I was just like, she's like, this this song actually like convinced me to go vegan. And I was just like, what that song is, was it? Do you know by chance? I'm, was I'd have to look it up. Up. Uh, was it by Goldfinger by chance? I'm betting. Oh man, it was. I don't think it was. It was. Okay. It was definitely a band that I hadn't heard of, gotcha. and so I think it was. Uh, oh, I, I just, bet you I know who it was. There was uh, another punk rock band. They did a song called "This Is the ALF." Uh, I forget who it was, um, but yeah, punk rock and veganism go hand in hand because you're trying to like kind of fight oppression and stuff like that. You know, back when you're all like ideological and stuff like that. And uh, they just, it all kind of just went together. Me playing in punk rock bands and learning stuff from like the Cro-Mags, John Joseph, Bad Brains. They were all, you know, 
Rastafarian and mm -hmm. vegan and all that. You know, they did a lot of drugs. They drank a lot. I've never done drugs, but I, I tend to drink a little bit. But yeah. It, so you're not full straight edge. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Just the bleep. Yeah, drink, drinks. Yeah, drink, drinking. I, I do, I do enjoy. Took a little breather right now, but uh, drugs. Never done drugs. Not a fan of drugs. They're scary. I, I'm actually the exact same way. I have never done a drug in my life. Yeah, not a fan. Like I, I know how my brain works, and I'm Thank like, you. I don't need. I don't need a drug to ex screw this up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, look at totally. that. <laughs> it's very rare for me to find somebody who actually who, who thinks that way. Oh, yeah. So I'm scared of them because so back in Webster, I was friends with all the Webster kids and everything. And there was this story. I don't know if it was true, but there was some dude in Webster. You know, Webster has a lot of hippies, a lot of punk rockers, a lot of skaters, especially back in the day. And acid was a big thing in Webster. I was doing acid, doing this and that. And uh, some kid apparently did too much acid and he just went crazy and he, like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently he's probably still in the hospital to, th to this day where he's dead. So it always scared me. It, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. even, I'm even, I, I don't know, I don't know, would you call me straight edge more than Brian? I've actually only had like maybe 15 alcoholic beverages in my entire life. Wow. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've yeah, never, I've never smoked a cigarette either. Yeah. Good I, job. Oh yeah, I've smoked Brian a couple cigarettes. Brian told me he smoked a cigarette and I was like, I don't even know if I can be married and, to you anymore. And I've had a, I smoked a cigar though. I've had, I've had a couple you cigars. inhale. Yeah. Yes. So. And I, but we, we, I've actually, I've also never been drunk in my life either, but I, I will have really? drinks. I will have drinks. Wow. Like I, I actually love, uh, uh white Russians and, yeah. and, and the like. So, nice. uh, but we, yeah, I've never, I've never had enough alcohol to actually get me any kind of buzzed whatsoever. But then again, I'm a giant <laughs> dude and it would take a bit. Oh, you just wait. One of these days I'm going to get you drunk. Just, one of, the, one of these days I'm getting one, hammered. Let me take you out one night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually, I did find the song. Uh, it was, it's called chicken squawk by MDC, more dead cops. Oh, uh, wait. Well, many, they go, MDC stands for many things. I'm not going to say any of the other ones. Oh. <laughs> Multi-death corporation. There's some other ones that are, they, MDC, yeah, they use that for pretty much yeah. anything. But um, yeah, Chicken Squawk was, was the name of the song so yeah. that, that she actually shared with me. And I was I think, like, that's awesome. I think that was on the, I forget what album, but I think John Wayne was a Nazi was on that album. It was indeed, Chicken, yeah. Uh, it's a, it says the album was called More Dead Cops. Okay. Yeah. So, there, that's, I don't uh, know. That's classic. Um, so, okay, I have to ask. This is my. Yep, John Wayne was a Nazi. Yeah. This is my job. <laughs> best ba one of the best. I, so, I play bass. One of the best bass lines in punk rock. So yeah. that's what I was going to ask you. What instrument? This is my job here. I got to. I'm, yeah. put, I'm putting together a band. And so this is my. This is where I have to come uh -huh. in. I have to intervene. So you play bass. Is that what I play? Playing? I play everything. I play drums, uh, guitar, ukulele, piano. Took piano forever. Uh, bass. Electric guitar, acoustic guitar, upright bass, anything besides like the woodwind mouth instruments. Yeah. I don't know how to do those. So this is perfect. So I, I'm. We could probably start a band with I'm, us three right well, here. Well, I don't. I'm not musically inclined. I only. Listen I've, to music. Well, I've been playing drums for like 25 years now. Nice. Uh, I think I started I at like 13. So. Oh, you did. Well, then we have certainly crossed uh, paths. HQ percussion. You remember the practice? Yeah, pads? yeah, yeah, yeah. I made many of them. Nice. Oh yeah. Man, that's crazy. I like, was watching a Travis Barker. See the Blink-182 dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I don't like Blink-182. They're lame. They suck. But he's, <laughs> he's a phenomenal drummer. He's amazing. And so I was watching a uh, YouTube thing the other night when I was at home, just him you know, doing paradiddles and all this other crap on his practice pad. And the sticker on there was an HQ percussion sticker. Not around anymore. Got sold to uh, Diodario mm -hmm. when I was working for him, when I was working for HQ, HQ Percussion. And I was like, I bet you I put that practice pad together. And he was still playing. It was beat up, worn down, but the exact same practice pads we made. Nice. Yeah. My, my only claim to uh, for anything instrument-wise is the fact that I once got to interview Andy Sabian. Nice. His last name's not Sabian. Uh, Sabian's the name of the company. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I Zildjian. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I got that confused. Uh, but Andy, Andy Zildjian uh -huh. is the owner of Sabian Symbols, uh, and I got to interview him one time. And so that's like my only like connection to. Did he give you a free symbol or anything? Uh, no. But uh, he said if I ever came to the factory, he'd hook me up. Very but cool. the factory's in Canada. So, you know, Very that cool. won't happen for at least a good while. I got to ask, what's your favorite drum set? 
Uh, honestly, like I've been I've been playing on a Mapex set for nice. like a very long time. I got I ended up buying it myself. I saved up the money. I bought a Mapex Pro M series kit uh, with the natural gloss maple. Uh -huh. Like, and it just it's my favorite set that I've ever played on, and I love it. And and yeah, What's as far as symbols, I just whatever whatever I can whatever get my hands on. Yeah, 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 sounds good. I, I, yeah, I never was a fan of like. People just only playing Zildjian, or the, unless you have a sponsorship or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go by the sound and the feel, and yeah. yeah. Well, I am particular about what sticks I use, though. What that do you is, use? Uh, I Big use uh, Vader Five A uh, with nylon tips. Nice. It's exact. It's the exact same sticks every single time. It's the ones I prefer. But what's the other set you have you know, hidden so, away in a so closet? So my very first drum set that I ever got was a Gretsch set I from the sixties. Oh, do you so still this, have it? yeah, still have it. It is still at my parents' it's worth house. Some money. Uh, it is, it is a, uh, it was like a six piece kit and, uh, and it's got most of the original hardware still, uh, and wow. even, even had like some of the original heads on it when I, when I got it. And really? so, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, uh, and I've, I, the snare still sounds the best. This, that snare that, that really? I got out of that set sounds better Good than size. any other snare. Uh, it's just, it's like a normal size snare, really? but it's just the way that they built the thing just is superb it's and it's like a super heavy snare i love very it very cool you've, okay you've, so i gotta ask one more question okay, while we're okay, talking okay, drums okay. favorite drummer favorite drummer Ooh. i mean you can't really go wrong i uh, so i always joke around that i am i i am like smack dab in the middle between neil pert and keith moon gotcha and so i am i am all <clears throat> fire and passion and like mm -hmm. just playing all out and then at the same time i do try to be fairly technical about it yeah. and not as sloppy as keith yeah. moon was but my favorite after i saw a drum clinic at mississippi nights with them courtesy of drum headquarters liberty devito really from billy joel nice yeah he doesn't know how to read music has no idea how to read music and you've heard billy joel it's like yeah I don't know. Is it Yacht Rock? Whatever. I don't know and, what it's but considered. He, well, he had, and he had the, he had him as the drummer for a long freaking time. That was the only drummer that Billy Joel would yep. actually work with because just the style. He, he even, loved. even when he imploded the band and yeah. like, you know, basically fired everybody, exactly. like he, the drummer still came back. So yeah. But Liberty DeVito was probably the hardest hitting drummer. I've like harder than who's the guy from uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Mm -hmm. Way harder hit. You would think Dave Lombardo would just like, be crazy hard. Liberty DeVito, if you listen to Billy Joel, that's why the drums on the on all of his records are so like out there and you hear them and you hear every yeah. single little thing. It's because he just beat the hell out of them. Yeah. He was just, oh, he's. I, all right, I, Brian, I you're going to have to bring back your music podcast. That's true. So that you guys can just do <laughs> I like have a music a bunch podcast of, yeah, called kinda, Follow the Sound as well. But We kind of uh, veered away from vegan. I will, I will say, though, there's a special place in my heart. There's a special place in my heart for the likes of like Mick Fleetwood, though, just because yeah. he's, he's a tall dude like me and yeah. he also doesn't know how to read music and, oh, I didn't know that. and all that. Okay. So, yeah, everything for him. And in fact, he, he considers himself to be musically illiterate. Like he's, <laughs> he said, the only reason why he knows the difference between like a verse and a chorus is because it sounds different really yeah huh. yeah he's, he's correct but it's crazy yeah it's fascinating good stuff oh should we should we tie this all back wait, around now? wait i need to we... i have to formally invite him into the band so the band oh, yeah, the right. band yes. is called the sprouts the sprouts okay uh it doesn't actually exist but it's just a it's like it, it's out there and our our hardcore fans of our youtube channel are like obsessed with the fact of this whole band coming together we have a oh, sax so, oh really we have a saxophone it's, player it is not a real band we have uh, we aren't playing together <laughs> virtual no it's, it's gonna happen like it, it, he's the, in denial i joke that any a <laughs> If I find anybody that I interview who plays an instrument, they're in the band. So, so you're congratulations. Band. No, this is, is going to happen. The, am I the bass player? It's yes. You, we need a bass player actually. It's gonna, we don't I have a bass, bass player. It's going to be. I don't. I'm not in the band because I'm not cool enough. But I am the manager of the band, okay. and uh, uh, we are actually. So you and I are the backbone. Yeah. Actually, the next yeah. the next guest that I'm interviewing on, which I'm hijacking Brian's podcast to interview somebody in our next show, is going to be the other manager of the band. So Two that's managers. true. So that's one trouble. day. Yeah, yeah. One day on a Vegas, it's going to be a Las Vegas stage. It's going to happen. It's going to be the Sprouts, and you guys are going to be there. Invite so. me. I'll be there. <laughs> I keep. I have connections in Las Vegas. We could probably play at a punk rock bowling. Oh, <laughs> nice. There you mm -hmm. go. 
the genre of the band. I actually hasn't really been, like Vegas. It's like I'm not a gambler. I'm not a partier not or any. Either. It's like, but man, I love going to Vegas. Like even even if just for the food alone. Right. Like there's right. just some amazing restaurants in Las Vegas that I can't find anywhere else. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's what they market themselves off of things you just can't get anywhere. Yeah. So should we get back on the... I guess we should get back on track there. <laughs> uh, let me get back to my notes. Sorry, I tend to wander a little bit. No, no, no. I'm, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. So you, you switched over to being vegan. You made that decision. Yeah. And, uh, and you, you were going along. You were doing the music thing and yeah. stuff like that. So when did you actually decide to become like the chef? Um, accident. So I was touring, playing in bands, went to college, did the college thing, got my degree, um, worked odd jobs here and there, did landscaping, this and that. And I, I just kind of need to get a real job and not that landscaping isn't, but I was treating it like fun. Yeah. You know, for me, it was just, it was money coming in and, uh, there we go. But I've my first actual cooking job was at Harvest over in uh, Richmond Heights. Mm. They're not there anymore. They were around for about 20 years. But I got in there. I always knew how to cook because my mom and my grandma were really good cooks. My dad, he sucked. He couldn't cook anything. Before he died <laughs> and before my grandma died, I think my grandma actually taught him how to cook an egg. So he was so proud of himself that he could cook an egg. Yeah, my mom taught me how to cook as well, and my dad can't cook to save his life. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the same thing. So, you know, I, my mom and my grandma just incredible cooks. So I grew up around that. My favorite dude to watch on TV was um, what was his name? Martin Yan from Yan Can Cook. Yeah, yeah. You remember him? Absolutely. Yeah. Super hilarious dude. Yeah. Crazy knife skills. So I loved watching him. And uh, it just it just all kind of everything in my life is accidental. Nothing. I never planned anything. Things just happen. I went worked at Harvest because I'm like, eh, you know, it's a good place to work. Great chef there. Good place to kind of learn and kind of tighten whatever skills I thought I had at that point. And then it just kind of happened. Then I was like, hey, I think I know what I'm doing. And uh, this happened. Yeah, no, I completely relate to that one. Uh, I I always I I've said numerous times like that uh, I should have gone into the culinary field, right? Uh, but instead, I went into audio production, where I then kind of fell into the the whole radio thing, which then led me into like doing like the radio production side of it yeah. and like being a producer on air and like all that kind of stuff. That's what I went to and college then, for. And then that led me to getting my job here uh, at Lineup Media. It's like where I produce podcasts all day. And tell you what, you made a smart choice because it's I got out of radio. <laughs> well, and you got out of radio, but man, people like they like to glamorize like being. Not really a cook. People know that cooks have a pretty tough job. You're being abused. You're in a hundred, you know, hundred degree kitchen. Yeah. And you're not making a lot of money. So when you when you somehow or another, I don't really know where it happens when you elevate to become a chef. When you're running your own kitchen and coming up with the menus and all that. Yeah, you make more like more money and stuff. But your life sucks even more. Mm. It's it's not glamorous. It's like I'm working 80 hours a week, have no time to relax, no time to do this, no time to do anything. Um, it's not glamorous, but obviously I love what I'm doing. And if I was just like cooking just like just some random Joe Schmo place that I didn't have like say in, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, um, that I understand completely. Yeah. Luckily, I, I have full control which is why I went to where I am now at the deli. I have full control over the menu and everything. If I didn't have that, I don't know if I could do it. It's just the, my passion, not that I'm like a dictator or anything like that. I think I have some good ideas, and I do take criticism. Everyone in the kitchen gives me ideas. We kind of work off of each other. It, it's a tough job, but yeah, where I'm at now, it's enjoyable. Still tough. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. That's actually really cool to, to hear you say. Um, so let's see here. 
Where, where do we go to? Are you looking over my notes? I'm looking I, over I, your I, notes. I, I, I'm like, she sent I'm me like notes. his full-on producer now. I book his guests. I, I give him notes. Like, And you're the manager of the sprouts. I'm the manager of the band. Like, I'm, I mean, pretty much I just coordinate his entire life. When's the merch coming? That's all I really care <laughs> yeah, about. some good shirts. Like, we can start handing those out. I'll start selling out. sprouts merchandise before the band even hey, exists. Bring it, bring it to the deli. We'll, we'll, we'll sell it. Why not? All right. So, so you, you started working at Harvest. You were... You were learning how to how to do stuff how, there. Yeah, just how to do all your basic cooking things. So yeah, the history of my cooking, whatever uh, career, if you want to call it that, started at Harvest. <clears throat> Harvest shut down. Uh, started doing more landscaping. Was asked to uh, by the chef to follow him and become sous chef at a, a local high end. Uh, catering company mm. <clears throat> worked there for three or four years decided I hated it with a passion mm. um, the hours were nuts I was there from seven in the morning till two in the morning and then going back because we were the in-house basically catering staff for weddings private events and all that um, that was that was that was rough um, <clears throat> ran into a dude who happened to live in the same area. He was always walking his dog or whatever. Um, he's like, Hey, I'm going to be opening up a restaurant, open up a restaurant. If you ever want to, uh, talk to me about, it, let me know. So I got fed up with where I was working. I'm like, all right, put my two weeks, quit. I'm like, all right, what do I do now? Called him up. I'm like, Hey, you still doing a restaurant? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So <clears throat> signed on with him and that eventually after a three-year uh, cluster, F, um, led to Utah opening up, um, where I was the executive chef there um, for, while we were open, I was there for a year. Um, me and the owners had some differing views <clears throat> on meats and other things. I wasn't really too, too hip on. And then COVID hit and gave me time to kind of think about what I wanted to do. Another dude called me up saying, hey, I'm planning on opening up a coffee shop in St. Charles. And I'm like, coffee shop in St. Charles? I'm like, it's never going to work. I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. He's going to hear this and be like, oh, what are you saying? Um, <clears throat> but I was like, I don't know if that's going to work. So, you know, coffee shops are a dime a dozen. When you, walk, when you head into the St. Charles area, there's a Starbucks. Everybody's going there because then they don't have to go to Main Street. Mm -hmm. So I went and checked out the place, and I saw it. I'm like, wow, this is way more than a coffee shop. And I said to him, he came to a bunch of pop-ups. So in that, before the Utah time, I was just doing a ton of pop-ups mm. um, just to kind of see what people like. I did a crack taco pop-up. Yeah, I think that's actually when we found out about you because he saw the picture. And <coughs> so I remember liking one of your Facebook pages. I know uh, they've kind of evolved yeah, into different all, pages yeah, yeah. over the years. I've been following around. I try to confuse people. It's really funny because it's like, so then I remember seeing, because Brian's like, we got to get this, we got to get this. And I remember seeing the pop-ups and we'd always be like, oh, we should go. But yeah. of course, we're trying to freaking lose weight over here and be like good, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we So we have to line, the stars have to align where we have our rare and appropriate as we call it that lines up with the you know whatever and so we never get make it to any of the pop-ups then utah opens we yeah. never make it to utah we right. keep talking we're like we need to go we have to go <laughs> we go to uh last year what was it what is it called veg fest veg fest yeah we uh, were walking around veg yeah so we're at, I was, yeah, I was so we're at veg, veg fest, fest we're walking around we did like three or four laps and it was really weird because we, people kept coming up to us and they because we'd started the youtube channel i think i vaguely remember so we've so seen a video of people coming up to you so we ha we did a video actually at, of us at veg fest and I so you, you yeah so basically at veg fest it was really yeah was, we were one it, of the we were one of the few like youtubers it was so bizarre it's not the only that actually like sort of documented it so yeah really? so yeah. we're we're walking around and like people were recognized it was a very bizarre experience because it was the first time we've really been recognized in public after starting the youtube channel and it right. was just i'm a, i'm actually like a very painfully shy introvert and okay. so it was like uh, okay but so we're walking i just remember we did like three or four laps around and every time we went by the utah station booth it was just like the longest line it was, ever everyone it was wanted every you were like it was like everyone wanted what you had it was <laughs> like, nuts so i did you know i did the first veg fest what they've been they've had two they were supposed to have 
three yeah. with that guy, COVID canceled, yeah. whatever. So I did the first one, and all I did were those toasted raviolis. And why nobody in St. Louis has ever done toasted vegan toasted raviolis is beyond me. Yeah. So for I those have, of you listening who aren't in St. Louis, somebody explain to them what a toasted ravioli is. Deep-fried breaded ravioli. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's not, not even toasted. toasted. <laughs> unless unless you bake it. Yeah. That's kind of toasted. Yeah, I mean, we could always like air fry stuff, but yeah. I mean that that always works. But uh, it it's still just it would be it'd be a little bit more difficult for us to replicate with with the way that we eat. But actually, uh, before we went, we uh, I don't know if I should tell this secret. I guess this ship has long sailed because before we switched to plant based, we were. Uh, we were like, we're going to open. How has nobody opened a freaking toasted ravioli food truck? That was one of my thoughts. With just like all yeah, different yeah. variations of toasted ravioli. Like there's yeah. so many different versions of toasted ravioli you could do. And so we, we were like, this is, we're doing this. This was years and years ago before food trucks were even like really a big yeah. deal. But, but yeah, so you now are at your own place and you have the toasted ravioli yeah, there so, too. Yeah, so I'm at the vegan, vegan deli and butcher. I'm located inside the coffee shop that I was speaking about called Peace Love, uh, Peace Love Coffee. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a traditional, semi-traditional, <clears throat> I get bored, so I rotate menu and throw in random things here and there. But yeah, I'm doing uh, deli sandwiches. Um, I just keep the traditional names like roast beef and whatever, just to make it simple. Take a little bit of heat from some of the vegans, like, why are you calling it that? You're abusing animals by calling it that. No, I'm just making it familiar for people who aren't familiar with vegan food to be like, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do the toasted raviolis there. I don't cook them there. I sell them frozen. And uh, same with the tacos. Sell those frozen so you can bring them home, cook them however you want. We actually have cooking instructions for all of it, air fried, baked, or deep fried. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ways. But yeah, toasted raviolis, man, that that first year at VegFest was nuts. I so I, I so feel many. like all we've done is talk about how we haven't eaten any of your food. No, but uh, <laughs> you have to come out to the deli. But we well, did. That's the we thing. did. We actually did go out for one of the rare times when we do get to go out, okay. and we Brian's went out birthday. on my birthday. Oh, happy happy birthday when you came. We out. we actually did see you there because okay. uh, because at that point we knew what you looked like. Right. Uh, and Just you you were chatting with creepy you stalkers. were chatting with some people there and 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 doing some stuff, but we do we didn't come up to you or, or say anything to you because we figured you were busy. Uh, and not to mention, we're just weird creepers who would have just been like, "Hey, hey there's that oh, guy. No, there's no. that guy." No, there's there there are people. I don't. I'm so used to it now. I had I had one of my. I was probably my third death threat the other week. That was cool. Nice. Um, so nothing really creeps me out anymore. You it's, know, you've made it when you get death threats. It, like it, it was over tofu. Oh. It was the funniest thing in the world. Some dude said something. I said something, just being a joke, and he told he. he First, he tells me to kill myself. He's going to bring me a gun. And then he's like, I'm going to make you famous, which is slang for I'm going to kill you. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Tofu. That's Over insane. Tofu. People are nuts, man. So so I uh, I ended up uh, getting the, it was the Philly cheesesteak, right? Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was awesome. I got cool. the special. Like, the special that day was, was it was like a chicken Parmesan sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was freaking like, it was amazing. Cool. This would have been back in, in like in the August. first couple weeks of August. So. Gotcha. So shortly, when did we open? In, I think we opened mid to late July. I don't know. I'm not a good stalker. I, I don't have I don't the, I don't I, have, I, I should have had the dates, you know, I, memorized. I just have a bad memory. <laughs> oh so, yeah. It was August 9th. It was Brian's birthday. We were out and about having a little rare and appropriate and we, we went there and it was, it was, we, it was good. We got that. So we got we, the mac and cheese. Yeah. We got the mac and cheese. We ended up, uh, and then like, even just on top of that, we ended up going to like a couple of different shops in St. Charles just because it's, it's a cute it, area. It's a great area. Yeah. And then we went for a drive, uh, up and down the river road. Yeah, and then uh, swung back around and went out and and ended up, ended up our night at Visia actually. Uh, uh, I still haven't been there. How was it? Uh, it we've been there a few times now, so and it's good. and and obviously it's it's expensive. Yeah, but it's some of the some of the best like high end food that I've ever had. Nice. So there's one place in San Francisco called Millennium or Millennial Millennium, I think. It's in a hotel. They're gathered. If you, next time you go to San Francisco. Try it. It's unreal. I think it's actually technically Oakland. 
Hmm. It's so good. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, I'm but glad you we, guys came back. Yeah, we, so we, we are did. absolutely foodies, though. Like that is that is the one thing about us that we. I mean, it for me, it drives everything that I ever create. Any recipe that I've ever done, like I'm trying to make it just the best that I can make it, yeah. and then then present it to people. And so that's why I respect people who are legitimate chefs and stuff, you know, because you guys, you guys are out there doing this on a whole other scale that I just have never, never dreamt of and right. never will get to as far as I'm concerned. Uh, not, I mean, I don't even think I want to, no, you uh, but, but at the same time, it's just like, you, you know, the, the way that your brain works in, in relation to food is, is something that I envy because you, you think of, I mean, I'm not trying to like dictate to you or yeah, anything, yeah. but like I can see when when the dish is presented, I can see sort of the thought process that went into everything. Mm -hmm. And even even with like what you're talking about, you know, that, that it's a vegan butcher in Delhi, oh, which side note, do you love the fact that people ask what that is? I think it's great. I, I like the fact that a couple things. I like that they ask what it is because then I can explain why it's not really that weird and I also like the fact that it pisses people off. Yeah. That's so, that's the fun part before, of it. Before I was driving here today, I, I told my mom, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to, to meet Brian and and record some podcasts and we're going to interview this vegan butcher. And she goes, what is a <laughs> vegan butcher? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, mom, you have so much to learn. He's <laughs> out there hunting the tofu, field dressing <laughs> it. Before before I started the whole thing with, uh, with Jason at Peace Love Coffee, <clears throat> I was talking to... Uh, George Mayhew at St. Louis Magazine, mm. talking about the whole concept. You know, he's a guru. He knows everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, him and I, you know, don't want to make him, I don't want to give him in trouble. But him and I have kind of become friends, and we talk a lot. And uh, he's just, he's a good dude. He knows what he's talking about. If he tells you something, you listen to him. He's like, so what do you think about calling? I told him that. He's like, genius. He's like, that's going to get people talking. People are going to just wonder what's going on how does that even work mm -hmm. because it's two things that just shouldn't come together but they do yeah so but i gotta say like even just going back to to the 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 time that we were there for my birthday like that philly cheesesteak was just brilliant nice and uh and then even with that I thought the special was better. And so I was still just like, God, it's like, it's like I should have ordered, I should have ordered that. Well, that's why I run so many specials. I do a different special at least two times a week. Yeah. I see and all the photos pop up and I'm just like, I need that now. But, um, I, I, I can just, you can just tell that everything that you put out, there's like years that have gone into developing these yeah. meats and these recipes. Like it's just, it's, it's not just, like you said, it's not just you're going to cook and you're doing your thing. You're like, this is you on a plate kind of. So yeah. it's like, you can just tell the passion that goes into it. And so I just, I just find that to be like, you know, anybody who has a passion for something that right. just puts that much into it. And obviously you, you know, you don't sleep clearly because there's <laughs> just no, like, no. I don't, I'm trying to do the math of when you would possibly <laughs> sleep when we were setting up the interview. It was like, well, you know, okay. So you guys are closed Monday and Tuesday, which means Prep. you're off. Ordering it. Like, like <laughs> today today's just been a whirlwind i can't really say much about another project but yeah it's Ooh, more secrets glutton for punishment <laughs> than you know talking with karen about the uh thing her myself and natasha have coming up then coming out here and yeah it's just it's non-stop and, and on top of that had to order for tomorrow so we can prep and then we extended our hours because we have alcohol now. I'm doing the charcuterie boards. Yeah, that looked awesome. So, oh, man, that's fun. Yeah, we, that's, we're definitely going to have to make it out for that. And I'll give you a hint on those. I, except for, like, some oil on the olives or something like that. No oil. Nothing. Really? So, so was it like actually pretty good for you guys? Are they like well, nut, nut based uh, cheeses and stuff like that? Uh, or? No, the, so the cheese I'm using <clears throat> from that is Megan from okay. Cheese and Thank You. I've, she's kick ass. Um, so she exclusively is making random, you know, wheels of cheese for us. Yeah. For for me to sell and use for the charcuterie board. It's a. I think hers are soy based. Oh, okay. I think they're tofu based. 
So like, uh, we, when we were actually in London uh, last year, there is a place there that I really wanted to go to, and it was called uh, Fomagerie, but it was uh, instead, yeah. of, but it was yeah. F A U X or uh-huh. like faux, isn't yep. fake, and uh, we never got a chance to actually go there. But I looked at some of the stuff that they have, and it was like it was like if if that wasn't if it didn't look like real cheese then i don't know what real cheese looks like yeah like it just it was stupid how how cool it was and that's and like and they sold out like every goddamn day oh no it's crazy when we started you know she comes in town for like pop-ups for cheese and uh when we started carrying her stuff people are calling ahead can i buy a whole wheel i'm like no you can't buy a wheel (laughs) it's like we had these little things we were using for for uh, charcuterie but man, people are crazy about her stuff. She just mm-hmm. really creative, really different flavors. The texture's spot on. Um, yeah, she's she's incredible. It's her doing it by herself. Yeah. Okay, so what That's... I'm hearing here is that the charcuterie, which I can never say that word, is healthy and we need to go get it. ASAP. It's basically. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fairly healthy. Comparatively speaking. Yes, yes so, exactly. So this actually leads me to to uh, another question here of, uh, so you've been vegan for 27 years. <clears throat> how has how has the vegan scene changed in those years? Because so, it seems to be really impressive right now. So I started off, you know, obviously, which which is why I ended up making the vegan scene sucking that long ago is what got me more so into focusing my cooking on that because there was nothing I could eat. So I'm like, well, am I going to eat? So I just had to create things and come up with things. And, you know, the Internet was it was around, but not like it was now or yeah. is now. <clears throat> um you couldn't go on YouTube and say, how do I make Satan? You had to figure it out. You just had to throw a bunch of crap together and figure it out. So that's what I did. So back then, pretty, pretty piss poor. Then it got better and better and better. And now, I don't know, man. I think now it's almost too much. It's like when a, when, when one of my favorite punk rock bands start appealing to too many people. Mm. I still like them. Yeah. But it kind of loses something. But you're like, I knew them before they were big, and yeah, I was cooler just, then, and more, I, you know. I like, can see that, yeah. And and I get it. You know, more people are going in the plant-based direction, in the vegan area, for whatever reason, whether it be animal rights or health or this yeah. and that. So that's great. Um, but, yeah, it kind of lost its, uh, <clears throat> you know, like when punk rock became safe. Punk rock started, like... Punk rock when it was bought sucking. by Warner Brothers. Yeah, it, it started sucking. So when vegan food became, which it is now, fully accessible, I enjoy it. I love seeing all the people out there creating the food, doing this and that. But it kind of sucks. It's not as like underground and whatever anymore. What what it yeah. was for me. Now it's more like you can get it. You can go to Deerbergs and Schnooks. Get impossible, get beyond, get this, get that, which is great. Yeah. You know, for the whole cause, especially in my case for animals, if that's your cause, it's great. Um, For for people who are health wise, it's awful for you. Yeah. You know, impossible, beyond, it's not good for you. Yeah. Um, It's kind of levels are crazy. It is crazy to see that, like, uh, there's now, like, this rising level of (laughs) vegans with just the exact same health problems as non vegans. Obesity, everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I, you know, I don't, like I said, animal rights standpoint, it's great that these companies are out there doing that, making it accessible. And everybody now knows what vegan food is, kind yeah. of, for the most part, they do. Um, we still yeah. get asked questions. Exactly. Like, what, I, got it asked, I got asked that the other day. Literally the other day. I was sitting there chatting with somebody, and she was asking me questions about, about what, the way we eat and stuff like that. And she was literally like, like so you can't have butter? And yeah. I'm like, well, it's like, not like animal butter right. like no it's like it's, it's like some, and i don't even have oil or any other kind of like fake butter out there anyway yeah. i'm like but but it was still just like the simple fact that i have to explain this to people it just cracks me up it's it's funny that people are still that they're still even after all the accessibility of everything that people are still confused by it mm-hmm. and then you have the cattle association 
people and their garbage because they don't want to be called meat or that's, milk. That's all, you yeah, know, it's all yeah. about money. It's money. It's so stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, just, just, it's called a burger. A burger patty can be made out of anything. It doesn't have to be a cow. Yeah. It's I, just, the, it's silly, man. I shut down uh, somebody in it, actually in this very office and they were just like, well, you know, it's meat. Meat is animal. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, the meat of a nut. Yeah. And they, the look on their face is just like, like, ah, crap, you got me. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, meat is a ubiquitous term for yes. basically anything that is inside of the, the thing. Yeah. Like, Mike, there you go. Deal with it. Yeah. People, people don't seem to get that. But yeah, going back to the whole thing, the V, you know, now, man, everywhere you turn in St. Louis, you can get, you can get pretty good vegan food anywhere. Um, it seems to be more so in St. Louis City. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what was my decision to do the St. Charles thing. And we have a ton of people in St. Charles, Maryland Heights, Creve Corps, because St. Charles is right in that area. Yeah. They're super, super um, stoked that we decided to do it in St. Charles. Then you have a couple naysayers who are like, hey, we're never coming out there because we're not going into, quote unquote, COVID country and all that. You know, we require people to wear masks and St. Charles can be the Wild West, but we don't allow that where we are. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there, there's vegan food everywhere. It, it's cool, um, but I think it's coming a little, it's, it's like the market's just kind of crazy now with all this, these options yeah. and people trying to outdo other people and this and that. Um, I think there's a lot less... Uh, what is it? Uh, da, da, da. Creativity going mm -hmm. on. I think a lot of people are just kind of trying to do stuff that's crazier and crazier and crazier. And I get it. You know, I was doing that for a while, but I was doing that to myself because I was at home drunk trying to come up with a new recipe. I'm like, how, how, how can I make this crazier and crazier for me? Um, and now my stuff's pretty simple. It's it's deli stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, the vegan scene's great. It's it's in St. Louis. It's doing great. Um, it's growing and growing and growing real quick. So I'm happy more with power to the animals. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely happy when places at the very least offer vegan options that aren't just hey here's a salad we threw or together. Risotto. Yeah, risotto. That's always another risotto. big one. So. <sighs> Uh, but I'm, I'm always happy when they at least have those options available. Yeah. Like, you know, understand the market that there's going to at least be a small percentage of people who are this way, yeah. like, you know, cater to those people and they will show up, Yeah, you know, but, uh, I do, you know, I, that's all well and good, but I love the fact that you're doing what you're doing, uh, out there in St. Charles and even the stuff that you, you did before, like just with, with the, the menus and or recipes that you were coming up with. Right. I know, I know in the one thing you don't, you don't do recipes, but yeah, I, I don't know how to do recipes. He doesn't like doing recipes I, either. I she have to, literally makes me I write stuff down oh, around with it. a clipboard behind him and write like, wait, how many teaspoons? Cause we, cause oh, we need man. to, for what we do on the YouTube stuff, we yeah. need to be able to give people a recipe. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, Brian, but you have to write it down. He's like, I'm just cooking. I'm like, but you're not going to be able to, I'm just it. cooking. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do too. I'm just, Literally just cooking. I, even to this day, all the meats that I'm doing at the deli, um, I don't have a recipe. I just throw it together and just, it seems to work. There might be a little variation in something every now and then. Yeah. But, I, you know, artisan type things, you, th you think the, you know, you think like, Cheesemakers in Italy really had measurements and all this. No, they were just throwing stuff together and using they, their hands. They and, go by sight. They go by yeah. touch. They go by smell. They go by taste. Exactly. Like, and, and it's just a learned ability over yeah. time to determine when it is the good thing that it needs to be. Exactly. Like you know, you you can have you can have a thousand tasters at the Jack Daniel's Distillery. We were there just a couple months ago. Nice. Uh, but the master distiller is the guy yeah, and he knows his product and he knows yeah. exactly what it needs to be for every single variant of it. And it's just, that's a skill that is learned. Yeah. And, and I, I love those types of people. I, I, I do too so much. It's just, I can't even, if you give me a recipe, I can do it, but I'll hate it. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll be bored. I'll be like, this is, this is, this is fucking stupid. Why am I following a recipe? Why just be, 
it's not a creative process if, if I'm following a recipe. And I like yeah. the creative process that I that I do. That's why every every video that we do that's a recipe is generally the, the thing is made at least three or four times because the first time I'm literally just creating it. Yeah. And and sometimes uh, sometimes I I will write everything down like mm -hmm. beforehand. I've I've gotten ideas for stuff and it's kind of like writing a song. It's like, okay, I yeah. know this chord progression, I know mm -hmm. what this will do and I know what this will And so it's like I wrote everything out and then I just made it yeah. the way that I conceived it in my head and it turned out awesome. And then I was yeah. like, perfect. This this is great. <laughs> but a lot of times like, you know, the first time that I ever made my chili recipe, the first chili re recipe that I ever put out, uh, it was just like, okay, I'm, it's like, I've got this. I know what I'm using for my base. I know what I'm using for this. I know and it's like, I know the basic concept yeah. of how to make a chili. And then it's like, what do I add in here that actually makes it taste the way that I want it to taste? Right. And then it's like, I figure that out. And then once I figured it out, I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. I've got it there. <laughs> Crap. Now I've got to duplicate this. And then it's yeah. like, I think I did this. I think I did that. And then it's like, you know, having to write it down. And so that's why we kept making it and making it and making it. Right. And then it was like, okay, finally I've got this to exactly where I want it to be. Yeah, but, yep. And but, other people can follow this. But right. whenever we put out a recipe, so it's funny. Cause then he wants, like, I'll want that. Like I want him like I'll yeah, be like Brian. She, does, she doesn't want me to mess with my I'll recipes. I'll be like Brian. I like, want gotcha. what the crap. <laughs> like I we got it to the point where we like it. Like we he made this really good black bean burger recipe, and I'm like I want those black bean burgers. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm gonna make them, but I'm gonna add this and that. I'm gonna like even after the recipe comes out, he's still trying to like. So, you know, be creative with it. And so, and I, I have to like stop myself sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, just let him do his thing. Just well, let him you know where he's coming from. Cause I, him and I are pretty similar. We're finding out it's the musician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Musician forever. You, when you're writing a song, you're just, unless you're the Beatles who suck, you're, <laughs> you're not going to just have some formula. You're going to, you're going to create, you're going to tweak Hey, that bridge sucked. Let's try a different bridge. Yeah. yeah. That, that, there was too much cumin in there. That sucked. Take it out. That's the bridge. Take the bridge out. Start a new one. Mm -hmm. So m music and cooking go hand in hand. And that's why he does how he does. Yes. And I'm just like the, and you're just the manager I'm the, of the band. Exa exactly. See? <laughs> <But> <laughs> Not just because you need the, the manager. The manager's got to like put out, make everything get out. Otherwise, exactly. you guys just like float off and do your thing and no, there's no exactly. yeah, in, musicians are good at that in vegas uh we went to the first time that i ever went to las vegas we went for a music festival it was a food music and art festival called nice. life is beautiful okay and it's held downtown like in uh in the old part of vegas uh in like a bunch of parking lots uh but they did cooking demonstrations with a bunch of celebrity chefs well like mm -hmm. the first couple of years that we were there and I remember when one of the hosts, when they were first getting started, they were they were asking a, a bunch of different questions because the first thing that they did was they got some of the, the bands or a band member or something or artist or something, and then mm. teamed them up with a chef, and then they did a cooking demonstration oh, cool. together. And uh, I remember like they were just like, so you know, how do you like interacting, blah blah blah. And and the, I, I forgot who it was. I don't remember who the chef was, but he goes, he goes. Uh, you know, all rock stars want to be chefs and all chefs want to be rock stars. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes perfect freaking sense oh, to totally me. Totally does. And and most of the rock stars that I've seen, like they they generally have like a deep love and like desire to yeah. to to enjoy food or cook food or or something like that. It's like, you know, I've never met like a musician who's just like, no, I just want McDonald's like all the time. Right. Unless like, you're touring and you're super. Exactly. Broke. Exactly. Yeah. That's but, that's about the only time you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for people who I'm just gonna bring you guys back to the <laughs> Go ahead. I'm the manager. Do it. Um okay, so the bottom line here is if you guys are in St. Louis or you are near St. Louis, you need to check out the vegan deli and butcher because it's just freaking amazing. Like Thank you. and the thing is And we've only had a couple of things there and they like but everything we had there was just top notch. Well, and it's getting better and better because yeah. we're tweaking stuff every day so it's and the thing and is better. like so we we obviously you know we eat a whole food plant-based diet and this doesn't exactly line up with what we're eating a lot right. of the times but i think it's important for when people switch over to this kind of diet to to know that they can still get those comforts and they can still mm -hmm. you know like have those like i said rare and appropriate occasions where they go out and eat, some, you know, they can still get it and they don't yeah. need to go to the, you know, McDonald's and get a burger or whatever. They can go and get 
this really awesome vegan food. And so I think for it's important to have that kind of stuff out there. Obviously, it's not something that we could eat every day because we right. would just become, well, we have food problems if you if you didn't uh, know I, from I our story. This. <laughs> this is kind of crazy. It was an accident. So I, I started doing the fall menu, kept basically the same sandwiches, kind of switched a couple sandwiches up. Um, we have the deli case there, which is like a dr- traditional deli case with like a bunch of different sides. Yeah. 95%... <clears throat> Of everything, total accident that I have in there now is gluten free. Hmm. Oh wow! So it's like, and it kind of works pretty well because you know some of the meats are heavy gluten, vital wheat gluten, whatever. The bread, you know, gluten, and then the sides. Most of them are gluten free, yeah. and I'm using a lot more vegetables. I did than see. I, ever used. I saw. I saw a picture of some kale pop up. And yeah, I, like, I know. Where's Where is this coming from? I've been from? using <laughs> kale like crazy lately. So, um, yeah, so, so we'll I'm using a lot more veggies now. Yeah, so have. definitely check it out because it's just awesome. And, you know, we're, you. I know we'll be making our way over there more often. Very cool. Um, but the other thing is we and we talked about this a little bit. So we we definitely this probably will be a few months before it happens. But we definitely want to have you on Crocs in the kitchen. That'd be fun. But you're going to you're going to have to cook in our kitchen with no oil. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> totally fine. I did it with <coughs> Karen at Center for Plant Based Living. And I'll be doing that with her. November November first with yes. Natasha World Vegan Day. Yeah, which I didn't know. Existed. Which I didn't know was a thing I, until yesterday when I, I saw it pop up on I, my feed. That's when I saw it. I'm like, oh wow, this. And is I saw a the thing. picture of the three of you, and I was like, ooh, what's the secret? It's, All it's, I knew it was gonna be fun. Veganuary. That was the only. Oh, that was yeah. the only thing I ever knew about. Well, we were in London. Yeah, we were in London in, in January, January uh-huh. and Veganuary is like, just they're serious about that stuff. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah like every single restaurant in the entire area that we were at all of them have vegan options and all the specials were vegan and like one of the restaurants we were in i think it was a vegetarian restaurant they said like for january they were switching all to vegan and it was just like i mean it's like a big deal over there but yeah very cool but yeah we came back home from that trip and we were like we totally gained weight well no we didn't don't tell them that no we we, we definitely did but no we came home from that trip and we were had the best indian food i've ever had in my life there oh i can imagine we were just like we were sad though when we got back home and there weren't as many as many vegan options as there are in st louis it is it is just a whole nother level of craziness over there like they've just gotten so much further with the whole thing but and it's not just like oh every place has like a burger of some kind like an impossible burger yeah yeah, Yeah. like they they actually really do try to to come up with some interesting dishes and so i was i was very impressed by that so, yes, the next time that you, well, I'm sure you'll hear from him more on, you You like to post on your Facebook page. You do your little live yeah, live uh, things that come up. Yeah, just, you know, I'm always changing things, so just to keep people up to date. Did some Instagram live the other on. day, I saw. That was the first time that confused me. <laughs> I'm still kind of technology what deficient whatever you want to call it i'm not the best at doing that stuff but uh oh and you have a website did you make that website? no my my cousin dan made that because he's a graphic designer so he took care of that i do keep it up though he taught me how to keep up so i can go in and like change the stuff and all that so yeah we'll put links down in the podcast description for the website for vegan deli and butcher and your facebook page and all that kind of stuff so everyone can follow along with you and just keep looking at pictures of all the amazing food that you're putting out come out and try some of it and then eventually Eventually, hopefully, if you're in St. Louis, or we get a lot of people who ask us, like, we're coming to St. Louis. Yeah. Where should we go? Wow. Very this cool. is where you should go. <laughs> very cool. And you guys need to come out and try the charcuterie. It's, and we have live music on the weekends now. It's great. Nice. Yeah. Just acoustic, outside, quiet, you know, just background music. But it adds to, like, the ambiance of the of whole course, place. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys have a big outdoor area, huge. which is perfect for to, for this for now on. today because yeah. you can. But yeah, we felt real when we went there. Everything was, you know, we felt really safe. Everyone had their masks on. It was all like good. It was all good to go. So yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah. I guess I should wrap this up. Yeah, then. You probably I, you know. He just wants to keep talking. Just keep, we can just keep going. We can go for another hour. <laughs> we probably could. That's the that's the sad part. I have part. to keep this ship on the. <laughs> the manager, you gotta have him. 
Yes, yes. Well, she is my manager, and uh, and I do love her. She's uh, that's why I married her. You know, she can keep me on track. Uh, but all that, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, Chris, seriously, man, thank you for thank coming you. out here and and being on the show. Uh, I I like I said. I, and I've said this to other guests too, you know, but, but I truly do mean it. I really do feel like we could just keep chatting oh, yeah, totally. for a very long time oh, yeah. and we would still never run out of anything to talk about. Yeah, definitely just, not. Just because, and like, I mean, even, even some of the stuff that we were talking about beforehand, you and I apparently have a lot in common yeah. and, and I was, I was amazed by that. So I'm, very cool. I'm looking forward to, to continuing to uh to chat with you in in other venues and Definitely. and uh you know uh continuing dude i like you're my friend now exactly. like it's that, it's that simple exactly. so very cool but uh yes thank you very much for coming on the show thank you Every, for having me everybody go check out the uh, vegan deli uh and in st charles and uh yeah i mean that's basically it uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you find this podcast uh and uh, you know you can check out Links and all the description and whatnots for things and wow. blah, blah, blah. You're such and a good salesman. I am a great salesperson. <laughs> I'm very good at this. I'm, I'm actually it. like the worst person at selling myself. Like, I think you're doing a good job. I, I do yeah. okay at it. Uh, either way, folks, uh, I think that's it for this one. Uh, I'll see you next time on I'm Losing It. I'm going to finish it with this. You did a great job. Thank you. You can beat that. <laughs>